Happy 4th of July, focused as fuck nation. Did you miss me? Because I sure miss you. You might be thinking, holy crap, he's still alive? Or maybe you're wondering what I've been up to. I'll get to all of that in a moment, but first, I got an idea I want to tease out with y'all. This is a response to a Twitter thread that I started that is just a mess. There's no numbers, it's totally unclear what the order is supposed to be, and I wanted to go and maybe write something, so I went to medium.com, and you know, medium just isn't my medium. What can I say? It all started with me retweeting a gentleman named Daniel Thorson. Sorry if I totally fucked up your name, Dan. But uh, we've never met. I found him looking at uh, a bunch of folks involved in a place called the Center for Mindful Learning, uh, which seems pretty sweet. Good buddy of mine put me onto it. I'm probably going to head down there at some point in the next several months to get my meditation on. But yeah, this guy, Dan, had an interesting idea. And I quote, information is not free. Just because it does not cost anything to produce does not mean it costs nothing to consume. I was inspired to share this because of recently crawling out of a Netflix binge hole. I consumed all four seasons online of a show called The 100. Think Battlestar Galactica meets Lord of the Flies. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you know that binging isn't a new phenomenon in my life. So generally the practice of binging it's a <laughs> it's a common practice most people have binged a show or two especially now in the netflix age I'm like, what? I, I don't know if i can relate to this this sounds <laughs> like something that i have no experience with definitely not two shows this month <laughs> this is a conversation i had with my friend steve that aired in episode number 28 from may 5th 2017 to me like the scary thing is it, it isn't a function like i think a lot of people binge when they have free time or when they get sick for me it's less of a function of my life and more a function when i come across good content and like my agency goes out the door I just have to finish it as, like I just have to keep listening to it so all the time you're telling me you're a slave to the binge I, I'm a slave to the binge <laughs> and like I'll find myself like on activities that I like I'll be like out to dinner with my family or like a girl or like I'll be doing things that I enjoy doing right. and I'll be thinking about <laughs> But the thing that I'm supposed to be binging, come home and binge? yeah, like like whatever it is, like I'll be yeah. doing like things that I love doing, and I'll just be thinking about it. Ooh. My sinister cackling laughter is one of deep, deep recognition, and I think the reason that I responded so strongly to what is objectively just two sentences, this this tweet, that's not that much information at all, is because. I've noticed an uptick in my media consumption since stopping the daily upload of Focused as Fuck. It certainly didn't start at this show, The 100. I've been binging podcast after album of music after TV show and getting into movies. And honestly, it's kind of been exhausting. So stumbling across this tweet felt like the right place, right time as I'm sort of reconsidering the hidden cost of consuming media. Now, as is so infrequently the case, my compulsive share of just wanting to get this thought into other people's courts without much of any context or clarity uh, was actually responded to with a question and, and really some pushback from somebody who goes by the name of Have Books Will Travel. They felt the quote was backwards because and I quote, it frequently costs quite a lot to produce information. 
For instance, research and writing and lack of sleep, which I can relate to. It's currently 12, 28 a.m. It's a vacation. I can sleep when I go back to work. Huh, interesting. But seriously, your point is super well taken. It is not free at all to produce information, specifically art, science. And speaking from personal experience, some of my favorite forms of information that I like to consume are things that I fully acknowledge are their creator's life's work. I wanted to make sure that didn't go without saying I personally can relate to what it takes to create stuff and that it really isn't free to create. And that's actually why I launched a Patreon page recently, patreon.com slash Zach Valenti, so that I can make making episodes like these, which take hours and hours and hours, more sustainable. But I digress. Please hang out after the credits for more on that. In the meantime, all that said, I'd like to unpack a couple of things that I read in the initial tweet that I shared, just because I think you might find it interesting. First things first, I think that it's living a little bit more in the future than we currently are in. I think that there will be more and more literally free content, I mean, minus electricity and server costs, as algorithmic content generation becomes more and more a part of our lives. Essentially, as AI gets smarter, there will be lower and lower approaching the limit of zero costs to some of the content that we consume throughout our day. Which brings me to the second idea that I teased out a little bit in the thread in just such a disorganized way. Sorry about that. And that's the idea that whether or not the information costs something to produce, there is a toll that comes with consuming any information. What do I mean by that? Well, at the very least, you are paying for the information you consume with your attention, which I believe is the most valuable thing on the planet. Consider that's why globally we spend hundreds of billions of dollars on advertising every year. How's that for truth in advertising? Why that is important to me in light of my most recent binge rally is that there's a real opportunity cost with every minute that I had my eyes on Netflix, it was a minute that I didn't have it on my businesses or my friends or my family. And sure, I had a second window open while I was doing other stuff. And, you know, you could argue that I was watching while I worked. But I know that the quality of my work goes down when I do that. Unless I'm doing it while washing the dishes. The dishes are no less clean. It just takes me longer. And look, I don't want you to take this as like anti-intellectual or like you can't get something out of reading a book or watching a movie or listening to a podcast or watching a TV show, even binging. I think that there's room for that in life. I've certainly gotten an incredible amount of value from all of those things at some point in my life. Which brings us to the third thing that I think I started talking about ham-handedly on Twitter that I'd like to unpack a little bit further here. And that's this idea of relating to media the way that we relate to food. Maybe you've heard the old adage, you are what you eat. Well, I think that that's true. As somebody who switched to a primarily plant-based diet uh, several years ago because I just wasn't feeling good with what I was putting into my body and fueling my physical 
existence with. I see a similar sort of analogous experience with the media that I consume with my attention and the impact that that content can have on my mind, my mood, my internal state. Without giving any moral judgment on what is good or bad media, I personally have the experience of watching the broccoli of television and watching the candy corn sprinkled with pop rocks of media. In case you're wondering, the 100 is not the broccoli of television. If you're in the market for that, go check out Slings and Arrows. It really won't do you wrong. And to split some more hairs, I think that everything comes down to context. And at the end of the day, whether something is health food or junk food sort of depends on what you're after. The person who shared the original quote that I retweeted, uh, this guy Daniel Thorson, from what I understand, he is a person who at least has delved into the world of Buddhism if he doesn't identify as a Buddhist himself. And while I'm woefully underqualified to summarize Buddhist philosophy and uh, thought, I know enough to say that quality of mind is of concern to Buddhist practitioners, specifically for folks who are looking to cultivate mindfulness, expand their capacity for compassion, and ultimately to be of service to all beings. So before I get any more pretentious than I just did, let me tell you about Baby Driver. Baby Driver is the new Edgar Wright movie in theaters. Do yourself a favor, go see it. It's flippin' amazing. And before you go see that, you gotta go on YouTube and check out the incredible music video that Edgar Wright made with Noel Fielding from The Mighty Boosh years earlier, which was sort of a study for this film when he thought he would never have the budget to do it for real. But before that movie started, there was a good, let's say, 40 minutes of trailers. And I can't tell you how many of those movies have lots and lots of guns going off, laying bodies out left and friggin' right. Not to mention Baby Driver, which has a non-zero amount of gun violence due to bank robbing related hijinks. So I wonder if Daniel Thorson wonders that if there were fewer people watching people shoot people in our media, if we'd see fewer people getting shot in our lives and in our world, not saying that gun violence in movies shouldn't exist. Seriously, go flipping see Baby Driver. I'll wait. What I am advocating for is an inquiry into the cost of what we spend our attention on. I know that this is something that I'm going to keep looking at because I've already gotten a lot just thinking about it today. And it's something that I invite you to do. And share with me. Let me know what you're thinking. I'm available on Twitter. Love that Twitter. Twitter.com slash Zach Valenti. And have books will travel if you're listening. Uh, I'd love to thank you for messaging me about this and asking that question. I know you were worried about sounding snarky. Really didn't get that at all. Totally felt the good spirit and like curiosity uh, coming from those tweets. Uh, so just again, thank you. I wouldn't have made this without that. 
This has been Focused as Fuck, brought to you by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Music in this episode will be credited in the show notes. And I'm your host, Zach Valenti. If you want to hear more from Daniel Thorson himself, you can follow him at dthorson on Twitter. And I'll put the link in the show notes. I will very likely be back, hopefully, uh, early next week with uh, another little audio blip with some more updates and a little bit more of a a sort of journal to catch you guys up on what the heck has been going on in my life, because it's been a roller coaster. But before I sign off today, I just wanted to take a moment to personally invite you to join my new community on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Zach Valenti. You can check the link out in the description as well. If you don't know, patreon.com is a membership platform that allows creators and their audiences to make more of what they both love to do together. In our case, it would mean that I'd bring Focused as Fuck back as a regular program, potentially even as a daily show. I've got stretch goals that I'd like to hit in terms of monthly recurring revenue, and I have some, I think, pretty sweet rewards that I'm offering in exchange for those monthly pledges. So please go to patreon.com and become my boss slash shareholder slash media fat cat executive who's green lighting all the content that I would love to create and that I take it you also enjoy consuming. Hopefully it's delicious broccoli sprinkled with pop rocks. Oh God, this metaphor is getting weird. And if you think it would be fun to hang out live, please join me on Sunday for another exciting installment of Self-Care Sunday Live on YouTube. You can go to Zach.Live to learn more. When you're there, subscribe to my channel, and when you do, hit the bell that'll pop up right after, and set up the mobile notifications so that you're one of the first folks on the planet to know when I'm going live. You can also join me on Instagram, Tuesdays for Tiffy Time. What's Tiffy time? Well, I have a cat named Tiffany, Tiffy for short, who I like to hang out with on, you guessed it, Tuesdays, live on Instagram. Of course, I hang out with her pretty much all the time, but Tuesday's the time that I live stream. We'll go on little adventures around the neighborhood. Now that thanks to my awesome patrons, I have a hilarious little shark leash for her that she still kind of hates, but she will love, I, I hope. But anyway, uh, it's a fun time. I answer some questions. I uh, pet my cat. It's chill. Hope to see you there on Tuesday, which... Funnily enough, is today. Uh, it's probably going to be a short episode because of the holidays and I'm traveling, but most Tuesdays, it's a lot of fun. Follow me for notifications. That's always at a random time, either in the morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on my schedule. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, happy 4th of July, everyone. <laughs>